The Vision app is the best place to find a growing range of on-demand audio for the whole family. Your kids or grandkids can listen to the popular radio drama Adventures in Odyssey and two-minute Bible stories called Quick Sticks whenever it suits you. Whether you're in the car for a few minutes or for a longer trip, these two programs will keep the kids entertained. New episodes are added every weekday in the free Vision Christian Media app. If you don't already have the app on your smartphone or tablet, download it now from vision.org.au slash app. Vision.org.au slash app. Vision. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. So let me ask you something. If God asked you to step out in faith to do something, something that was going to really cost you a lot in your life, and then he said, and by the way, you won't ever see the results, would you do it anyway? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to the program as we take another look at your faith from a different perspective. I don't know about you, but I want to have faith. I want to have the sort of faith that moves mountains. Absolutely. But here's a scary thought. If I say I love God, if I say that actually Jesus isn't just the Son of God who saved me by dying for me on the cross, but he's also the Lord of my life. If that's what I hold out there as being what I believe, well, what if I start hurling my faith at mountains that he doesn't want moved? What if I'm pulling in one direction and he's pulling in the other? You don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out who's going to win that little battle, do you? And that's the thing with faith. I see so many people exhausting themselves because, well, we want what we want on our terms. But the Bible says I can have anything I want if I have enough faith. And so we kind of, we abuse this whole faith thing. And I have to tell you from my own experience, it's utterly exhausting pulling against God. Whereas when I'm going with him, there's a real holy ease about it. And it doesn't mean that everything's always easy, but, but it kind of flows. Even when there are challenges and obstacles and mountains, it just flows. And to do that, we have to redefine what we mean by success. If we want to pull in the same direction as God, we need to figure out what success means for him and go with that, don't we? The most power-packed chapter on faith in the Bible would have to be Hebrews chapter 11. It's a chapter that's often quoted, but the only two verses people ever seem to quote are these. Verse 1, which says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. And verse 6, Without faith it's impossible to please God, for whoever would approach him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. And to be sure, those two verses are mighty scriptures. But my hunch is that the reason we kind of pluck those two out of chapter 11 all on their own is that they kind of fit nicely with the world's template of success. At least they don't contradict it. But let's pause for a while in the rest of chapter 11 in the book of Hebrews. It's all about faith, but maybe not quite the sort of faith that we'd like to hear about today. It goes on to list a whole number of Old Testament Bible characters Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Moses, Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel and the prophets. Great men of faith who through their faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice 
obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched raging fires, escaped the edge of the sword, won strength out of weakness, became mighty in war, and put foreign armies to flight. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 33 and 34. Now, that's certainly the sort of faith that you and I are looking for, isn't it? But look at what it says in the very next breath about some different men, beginning at verse 35. Others, others were tortured, refusing to accept release in order to obtain a better resurrection. Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned to death. They were sawn in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, persecuted, tormented, of whom the world wasn't worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains and in caves and holes in the ground. Yet all of these, though they were commended for their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better so that they would not, apart from us, be made perfect. Hmm. See, we'd be quite happy to receive the first part of that equation, the accolades reserved for the heroes thus named. But which one of us, which one, I ask, would be happy to be numbered amongst the others, those other men and women of faith not named? I mean, which one of us kind of reads that passage and shouts, Hallelujah! That's what God's got for me in my life. That's what I want. That's what I'm called to. Anyone? Someone? No, we want to be on the Bible A-list like Abraham. We want to receive the mighty promises of God, not in 20 years' time, not next year, not even next week. We want them now, delivered like a hamburger through the shoot of the fast food outlet, don't we? But the truth be known, even Abraham, one of the named heroes, didn't receive what was promised to him. He never saw the great and mighty nation, nor the promised land filled with his descendants. And these others, they were prepared for a template of success quite different to that which the world's dropped on our heads. A template based on complete vulnerability in the hands of God. Complete and glad surrender to his will, no matter where it may lead. Some... Some tasted success. Some were called to conquer kingdoms, administer justice, obtain promises, shut the mouths of lions, quench the raging fires, escape the edge of the sword, win strength out of weakness, become mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Fabulous! Some of the guys were called to do that. That's what happened in their lives. Brilliant. And yet others. Others were called to be tortured, suffer mocking and flogging, They were called to chains, imprisonment, to be stoned to death, to be sawn in two, to be killed by the sword, to go about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, persecuted, tormented. That's the reality. That's what's written in this chapter, which is all about faith. Hebrews 11. Man, if you or I were writing a chapter on faith, can I ask you something? Would we have stuck that in there? Not on your nelly. In the 20th century, you know, more Christians have been martyred for their faith than in the whole 1900 years before that, going right back to Jesus. So what was the matter with them? Didn't they have the sort of faith that moves mountains? Or is it that in the West, those of us who are wealthy beyond the imagining of some poor child in a refugee camp in Africa have just adopted the world's template of success instead of God's? Listen to me, even the biblical A-list, Abraham, Moses, David, the prophets, the disciples, Paul, they were hounded, rejected, 
They suffered hardship, and yet they achieved mighty things in faith that glorified not them, but God. Do you see how different God's template of success is to our own? And as I read Hebrews 11, and let God do his work in my heart by his word and his spirit, as I read of many of these men and women in the Bible who sacrificed their all for their God, I can only come to one conclusion, that faith, faith is this, embracing the journey that God has set before us, no matter what the cost, no matter what we may lose, so that he would be glorified in all the earth. Do me a favour. Take some time to read the Lord's Prayer in the next day or so. Because as we explore that simple prayer, what we discover that Jesus is teaching us is that the key that unlocks the power of prayer is the glad submission of the prayer to the will of God. Complete vulnerability in the hands of God. Complete submission to his will. A desire to see his name lifted up above all things. That's what I discover the definition of faith to be as I read Hebrews chapter 11. It's the sort of faith that moves mountains. In fact, let me say this. It's the only sort of faith that moves mountains. Before we part ways today, I was just wondering if I could ask for your input, a bit of help, if you will, to guide me along the way. As you might imagine, we receive a lot of feedback to a different perspective from right around the world. And one of the most common things people say is, I wish you could teach more about subject X or whatever. So that got me to thinking, wouldn't it be great if we could be a bit more deliberate about that? Wouldn't it be great if I could get your input on the teaching topics that would really speak into your life? So could I ask you, when you have a moment, to head across to teachingtopics.org to have your say. It'll only take you a couple of minutes, and who knows how many other people right across the globe might be blessed by your God-inspired ideas. That web address again is teachingtopics.org. Just a few minutes of your time could have a powerful impact that ripples out into countless places that we can't even begin to imagine. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.